0: I'm Julie. Welcome to Mom Made Plans Podcast. By the end of our chat today, you're going to have two really important takeaways. And the first is talking about the impact of diet culture in our home. It's not just about the specifics of what we're eating and not eating and what physical activity we're doing or not. It's about our attitude regarding those things. And most of the time we treat it like some sort of torture to ourselves and just have a really bad attitude about it. And that's what we're showing our kids. That's the example we're setting of how to interact with quote unquote healthy food and exercise. And so there's some really important lessons here of how to better do that. And the second takeaway is having that better plan of really spelling out some practical tips of how to have a better relationship with food and just some real strategy of day-to-day what to do so that you have a plan that isn't relying on all the trends of diet culture that involve taking away everything and making your life miserable. (laughs) Before we dive in, as always, we're all about making mom life easier on this podcast. We talk about simple ways to make your days more productive It's an empowering journey of self-awareness and intentional living, but always staying humble by remembering God is in control. Now let's go ahead and dive into this conversation with Kristen. All right. Hello, everyone. We are chatting today about a really important topic like we all know, especially this time of year. Everything's getting thrown at us about diet and what to eat and what not to eat and what time and all the things. And it's just a lot of noise and trying to sift through and figure that out. And we're going to bring an additional perspective today of going just beyond you and your relationship with food, but how you treat food and how that impacts your kids. And so I'm really excited to have this conversation and before we start digging into it, I'm gonna go ahead and let our wonderful guest introduce herself. So tell us your name and a little about you.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Kristen Noriega. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, mom of four. I am a military spouse and we're currently living in Germany. And um let's see, host of the Baby Weight Nutritionist podcast. And it's just my mission to help moms like you make peace with their bodies and their relationship with food. And so I can tell you how this happened and my struggle in the past when we're ready. Is it adequate?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, all right. We're on the edge. Now you have to go in, go ahead and tell us Uh uh, your journey. All
1: right. Well, (laughs) I was, always pretty healthy, you know, fit and active. I was an athlete and I was a collegiate cheerleader, but my whole my whole journey in fitness and health before becoming a mother was really restrictive and diet culture-y. I was way deep mm-hmm. in it and I lived with that. I I prescribed to the theory of eat less, work out more and just grind and do the thing, restrict, be hungry, do it that way, the, the world's way, the way diet culture tells us we have to. And that is literally even what I was taught in school. Count your calories, restrict all the things. And I became a dietitian the same year I became a mom. So I had a newborn baby and my husband deployed, left me there. And I was working full time, set for my dietitian exam, all the things. Wow. And There I was super uncomfortable in my body and I didn't think that was going to be my story because I had never felt that way before. I had, you know, lived this diety life and it worked. And then I became a mom and winter was in full swing and my pants weren't really buttoning very well. My head in, my son was eight months old. And like, by that point, geez, breastfeeding should have been working, you know, counting calories should have been working. And it just wasn't. And I was so frustrated with myself and so disappointed in my body that I couldn't just bounce back. I put that in quotes, like we that's the expectation I had. And so I had to really go through this process of unlearning everything I had worked on in school, everything I had put all of this time and energy to learning. I had to unlearn it, go about it a totally different way, have another baby, go through this struggle. My husband deployed again. I really, truly just had to find my own food freedom and figure out what was going to work in my life as a mom and then I had another baby and another baby and here I am (laughs) And, and I've really just systemized it for women so that nobody has to go through this on their own you don't have to be disappointed in your body anymore when you're trying you know trying to do this the world's way trying to do this through all of the diet culture restrictive methods so that is my story with my body and here I am today And it's my joy and pleasure and calling to help other women do this a lot easier, a lot faster, not have to have two babies before you finally can like look down and be like, oh, this is how I enjoy food. This is how I have fun with it. This is how I feel confident and strong. So shortening that process for a lot of women. That's awesome. And
0: I, yeah, I just can't imagine even just on a normal level, the everyday mom, but to have gone through like specifically to become a registered dietitian, that is no easy feat and to pour into all of that and think you're getting all the right knowledge. And then to find yourself being like, well, this isn't working. I can't imagine. Yeah. The added frustration with all of that knowledge. So the, I mean, this is super exciting that you were able to work through that and to be able to share. So thank you for coming on and sharing. I would love to hear just kind of diving into a little more of that process. And I feel like we have to start with like, okay, like what's the scenario? Like what, what are the common things that like diet culture is shouting at us? Like, what are we believing? Like, do you want to just kind of go into crazy status
1: that our world is and diet culture. Sure. I want everybody who's listening to just think for a second about the first time you felt like you were fat. And then think about the first time that you heard one of the women that you love in your life, your mom, your aunt, your grandma call herself fat, like pause this if you have to, and think about that time and how old were you. Oh my gosh, you were probably really young. Like I distinctly remember the first time someone told me your roles are hanging out of your shorts. Like, oh, dude, I was like 14 and the stick. I didn't have roles. And that was hurtful and hateful. Yeah, <laughs> those are the stories that we have been told our whole lives, no matter how big or small we are. Those are the stories that are ingrained in us. We're not enough. We are never going to be small enough. Skinny enough, curvy enough in the right places, all the things. And so we've just, that's, a, that's, I mean, if that's not someone's story, props to them. But for so many of us, that's where we are. And we sit in this place where, so we have to eat as little as possible and then work out as hard as we can. But in mom life, that's ridiculous. You, you have to eat. You're, you have to show up for these people that God has trusted you with. You're, Your husband, your kids, you can't be cranky and on a restrictive diet. You have to be present so you can live it in this life, you know, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) We already have
0: so much swirling around in our brains as moms and all the things and just the added crazy of diet culture thoughts going through our mind and all the self-talk and it's just so much. And so I'm all about like, yeah, let's squash this and bring some truth into the situation. You know what? And here's the truth. I don't want
1: to forget to say this because sometimes I do. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) needs to hear this message for all of humanity, all of history. There have been women who are small and big and tall and short and skinny and bony and curvy and squishy, all of it. If we were supposed to all look the same, we would have been created that way our creator didn't make mistakes when he made us when you were made he didn't make a mistake so finding your confidence and your energy and your strength within the body that you have that's where the gold is (laughs) Hmm. preach
0: yeah that is so good just a just a little aha moment of like yeah not everyone has the same shape like bone structure it is impossible for All of us to be conform to this one specific body type, and to stop trying to believe that that's what you have to get to. So, Yeah. mm, yeah, that's good. Let's dig in a little more. Clearly, we're taking all this in for ourselves and trying to figure out navigating how to deal with food and everything, and restricting and being like, oh no, I can't have that. Nope, that's bad. That's a bad food. That's a good food. How does this language and our actions impact our kids. I think you have a great perspective here that we really need to think about going beyond ourselves what example we're we're sharing.
1: Yeah. So, it's hard. And I don't want anybody to feel like they've done permanent damage or have done it wrong or, you know, don't beat yourself up over it. Sure. But what you can do is just make some intentional changes to the words that you're using. And it can be as simple as saying, you know, talking about foods differently. So we're talking about broccoli and you say it's healthy and you have to eat it, sweet toddler. They're not like, that doesn't mean anything, but if you use the words that are more um, like sensory words, like, oh, it's, it's, this is crunchy. And it tastes, it's like kind of sticks to the insides of my mouth. Do you want to try that? Or, oh, this was so savory or soft, you know, tr- just kind of switching it instead of saying this is good. And this is bad. Mm-hmm. We can use other words like this is, this is a all the time food. This is a sometimes food. Yeah, It's not good or bad. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with like your, your, just dis- what you're eating applies to how you're moving your body. So if, you are somebody who hates working out and hates exercising and it's a struggle and you, you know, curse it every time you're about to do it. Your little one is picking up on that. They're getting the vibe from that and they're learning exercise is punishment. Hmm. Move, you know, movement is punishment. I don't want that because none of our kids want to be punished. They like to have right. fun. Yeah. And so do you. So do we as women. We like to have fun. So when it comes to exercise, now I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but when it comes to exercise, whatever we see as punishment or ah, something that we hate, you, like, you shouldn't be doing that. You should find your joyful movement. So joyful yeah. movement looks like something you can't wait to do. That might be a hardcore hit routine. That might be dancing, Zumba, running, cycling. It might be a billion different things. Playing tag at the park with your kids but you've got to find the joy in it. Otherwise you're never going to do it. Your kids are going to pick up that exercise is terrible. And really we just need to move. We, we want to move into the place of joy and peace and light. And so taking our exercise there, taking our foods there, it all goes together. Yeah. Ah, I love that.
0: That's so powerful to think about just in a different light of, I always like to, talk right here about being intentional and like, yeah, not forcing one specific method, like find what fits for you. And so find the exercise program that you enjoy, but to take it to that deeper, like nuanced level. If you, if you are actively just like making it seem like this awful thing that you're like forcing yourself, not that it's going to be easy every single time, but just like you're consistently treating it like a punishment, like, wow, kids are paying attention. And that's, that's what they're picking up on. And that is just huge insight just to sit with for a second. So I just encourage you guys to just pause and sit with that, like with your exercise and with your food. If every time you're like, uh, we gotta like eat some vegetables, like, all right, here we go. Like, uh, I don't want to cook this. Like, that's just an interesting thought, like how we approach a lot of different things, like our attitude really sets the tone that our kids pick up on and even for ourselves so yeah I'm just like letting all of this really sink mm-hmm. into a deeper level and I love it so thank you for that um this is where we're at and struggling to navigate all of the conflicting information with diet and and how we approach things and our attitude and all that so what like what is a better way like what is an easier way to navigate? food and all the things like how do we
1: actually do a better job how do we do a better job navigating food if we're not turning to the next diet if we're not trying to cut everything out you can start doing a better job simply by asking yourself what can i add so that is like the easiest most basic thing that it's going to start building momentum for you what can i add what can you add to your next that you eat right now like after this podcast after you stop doing whatever you do and you go get a snack or a meal what can you add to it that's going to give you more nutrition more health benefits so instead of okay we're only going to have salad and chicken tonight eat the Mm -hmm. dang spaghetti but add some carrots add some tomatoes some squash or add an apple you can add so many different things next to the delicious stuff. And that's how you're going to start to find your balance. You're going to start to gain traction. You're going to not feel miserable. Like you're on a diet. You just start to add really good stuff.
0: Mm, Love that. It makes it so much easier of like, how can I add a fruit or add a vegetable, the existing meal that you want to do, but how can you add instead of taking away, just shifting Mm -hmm. your perspective is really powerful. So beyond the adding, I would love to hear a little, more about. So, here on this podcast, it's all about making mom life simple, like just making it easier and efficient and all of that. And I love, I came across you guys can go check out over on Kristen's podcast. Um I believe it's number 168. She talks about this acronym simple, which I would love for you to share with us a little bit about yeah, what that is and how that can be a tool for us to use to make this process more simple. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So the simple meal method is really like the heart and bo- heart and what's that phrase heart and bones. I don't know. It's the <laughs> core of what I walk my clients through because this integrates intuitive eating. It integrates food freedom. It integrates really nutritious foods without being restrictive, but it's something a little bit more concrete for you to grasp. So S I M P L E. So the S is you stop to ask why you're eating. Why are you eating? And it doesn't always have to be, I am hungry. I need fuel. There's a billion reasons why we eat as human beings. But mm-hmm. just to start out with, stop to ask why. Then the I is you're going to integrate fruits and vegetables. So that kind of includes that whole what can I add thing. Integrate fruits and vegetables. Um, we want to aim for half a plate. The M is for minimum fiber. Minimum. Well, I don't want to get too like nitty gritty here. I can't even remember what I said on that episode. But <laughs> when I'm working with my clients, it's a little bit more specific. But you want to hit your minimum fiber goals. So if you're just like the way you want to think about this in its most simple, easiest way is if you have white pasta or wheat pasta, you're gonna choose the one that has more fiber. So the wheat. If you have white bread or wheat bread, choose the wheat. If you have no vegetables on your plate, add the veggies and you're going to get a whole huge dose of fiber right there. So um, there's a whole lot more to that, but it's root. The P is for protein. You want to make sure you're getting enough protein. Um, Protein portions that are adequate help you to feel full, help you to feel satisfied. And it's super important to make sure you're getting enough, whether that's meat or non-meat, whatever it might be. The L less than a 7 on the hunger and fullness scale. So if 0 is starving and 10 is so full you think your pants might literally burst after Thanksgiving meal in particular, <laughs> you want to kind of start to stop at a 7. So that's really be a game changer for anybody who struggles with clearing the plate with yeah. overeating, eating till your stuff and then being full of regret. <laughs> start yeah. to stop at a 7. And it's I tricky think- and it takes practice. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say like, I love that one just to really, and I think you have to be more intentional and maybe like just slow down the pace of your eating. So you can realize when you're like hitting that seven, instead of just being like, just like plowing through and then you're like, oh crap, I ate too much and it's too late.
1: (laughs) Right. We've all been there, but yeah, there's slowing down is definitely one way to like start to bring some, in your words, you like the word intentional, bring some intentionality to it without being restrictive. And then the E is eat more often. So we try, we tend to skip meals as moms. We get so busy. We're just eating our, the scraps off kid plates. We are, uh, you know, trying to eat less and that that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is eat more often snack, eat meals, go for it. You've got to have energy. Yeah. And that's
0: definitely a a switch. It's not I feel like it's like a badge of honor to like skip a meal or just to like have little tiny things and never actually eat, or you just have your coffee or whatever. And I, it's time to break the cycle of like, no, that's, that's not how we do it. That's not the healthy way to treat your body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can't pour from an empty cup. So the way you fill your cup is by fueling with really nutritious foods some sweets because we all have cravings and, you know, just bringing some mindfulness to it, following the SIMPL simple meal method. And it's really going to help you to just feel better in your body and have more energy. And then that ripples out. You'll have more confidence. You will feel better. Mm -hmm. Your clothes will fit better. You'll show up better. All the things Yes. So many good takeaways from this. I just
0: want to give you guys like a little recap because there was a lot of really powerful nuggets here. So just going back to when you're like, okay, I need to do handle this better. Like, what do I need to shift? So reminder of what your attitude is towards food and exercise. If you're treating it like a punishment, then that is kind of the vibe you're giving off to your kids and the lessons that they're learning and what you're teaching yourself. That was a huge takeaway. And just the simple one way to start of how she said, what can you add? Like just making that approach instead of taking away, like, what can you add? Like what fruit or vegetable or swapping out like whole grain, like what can you add to it? And then this um, simple acronym of just, yeah, that great way to go through. So you guys can um, go back and replay that to get those easy takeaways, but this is all super helpful just to give some starting points and just how to navigate this. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you wanted to talk about or anything you've got going on that you want
1: to share with us? I would just head over to my podcast, uh, baby weight nutritionist or on Instagram, go connect with me. If this resonated with you, shoot me a DM and we'll talk about how you can you know, move forward. Yes. That's
0: awesome. Thank you so much for this powerful insight and in how we can shift our whole approach to food and exercise. So thank you so much. Thank you for hanging out with me today. If anything was helpful or gave you new ideas or encouraging, would you bless one of your friends and share it with them? We're all in this together to make mom life easier. So please share. And my favorite thing is to hear from you. So please send me a message on Instagram or send me an email with any questions or comments or what you would love to hear more of on the podcast. And it would make my day. So reach out. And in the meantime, let's go check some boxes.